Hello everybody, good to be with you. Today I want to talk about something that I've been working with people uh, on in private session. And um, I call it lowering the bar. Because what I notice is that we go through life and we, uh, we, we, everybody has goals and expectations of what this evening is going to bring, this afternoon is going to bring, tomorrow morning is going to bring. When, if I go to the store, I have a, an objective and a goal to get there and an expectation that I'm going to get there, whether I do or not is my expectation. I have a, an expectation of how people are going to uh, treat me or we have expectations of how, um, what the weather is going to be like. I mean, just anything. There's all these expectations and there are all these um goals that we set at least mentally some people really do and i used to do it i mean you know do it with paper pencil and a piece of paper one way or the other what happens is that every time we reach a goal i want you to notice what you do is you reach that goal and the very next thing that you do is you raise it you raise the bar so you already hit this i got this so i raise the bar the and it reminds me that Betsy used to have a dog that you'd give that dog a biscuit and it would take it and drop it and then look back up at you. So he's already got that biscuit, it wants another one. You give it a second biscuit and it'll drop that one and look right back up at you. And she's going to do that as long as you feed her biscuits. And that's kind of what human beings do, is we're just always looking for that next biscuit. <laughs> So the problem with that is, is that it leaves us constantly upgrading. I mean, it leaves us constantly discontent because we're constantly upgrading. Let, let me give you a really good example of this. I, I mentioned it some time ago. Is that uh, been leasing my car, right? I've been leasing my car. It seemed like a, you know, it kept the payment lower. It made sense to me. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm an old car guy. I know what you could do with a lease. This, that, and the other. And so, but what I noticed, I had never leased a car before. I'd leased many to other people, but I personally had never uh, leased a car before. And what I've and and I leased one, and I gave that car to Betsy, and I leased another one. And when it and when I got this other one, I noticed what had happened. It was the same thing that happened on the first one, which is that, but I hadn't noticed it outright on the first one. I hadn't seen it for what it was, which is that the moment that you step into the car in like a 36 month lease, you've already got that car. You're, 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 you're waiting for the next biscuit. You're immediately upgrading. Your thinking goes up to the next car. What's the next car going to be like? It's going to be like this car, only a little nicer, or is it going to be a much nicer, more expensive car? Then what? But but you know you got this car for three years, and you got to make up your mind about what you want, and it's tort beautiful torture. I get it, right? But it's but it it's a wheel, and I came to see that wheel, and a few weeks. Ago, I went down and I bought my car, got myself off that wheel, and you could feel it immediately. I was no longer the car enthusiast. I was just a guy with a nice car, right? And, um, and, and Betsy had been thinking some stuff 
but she, when she looked, she had a nice car too. So did we need new cars? I don't think so. I don't even hardly drive. I don't have to, I've had this car for, for, for damn near a year and uh, going on a year, certainly nine months and or nine or 10 months and uh, 10 months. I don't have 3,000 miles on it yet. I don't need a car in three years. I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna need a car in 10 years. I mean, at some point I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll trade out of it, but uh, I, well, I'm not even sure of that it's my car. I may, I'm gonna may keep it as long as I, as long as I live, or you know, just until I'm disgusted with it, whatever, till it breaks down. I don't know, but I ain't on that wheel anymore. Are you? Are you on that wheel? See, we what we do is we we've all got expectations of this moment. We had expectations of this moment. And this moment really let us down, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, hell, wife practice spirituality. I already had this. I had this before I ever met Fred. Why would I? Why would I want to? Con, uh, why would I want this? What I want's a better this. I'm looking for a better grade of this. I'm looking for more of this, or you know, I might be looking for less of this which is a tough road to hoe because there's only this. But when I bring my expectations to this, even if it's just like I want, there's a moment satisfaction as the craving to get what I want goes away. And then I raise the bar. And this is where we get when we get a sense of entitlement too. And I noticed there was a sense of entitlement that I had developed with leasing cars. The uh, like, you know, oh, well, I can get what I want, do what I want, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just crazy stuff. It didn't make any sense. But I wasn't awake to it until I was. Once I became awake to it, I did something too about it. You know, assuming there was anybody here to really do it. But I mean, it's, it's the experience of fredness. So, I've lowered the bar. See, this is the backwards teaching. And everybody else is telling you, raise the bar, raise the bar. I'm suggesting that you lower the bar. I've lowered the bar for Fred. My expectations of Fred now are now ridiculously low. <laughs> <clears throat> and he surpasses them. Can you imagine that? He surpasses them. I've got myself a winner. This teaching, it's effective. It's good. It's got a nice, solid following and a growing following. And you know, the problem with it is that it's just not this big, right? which is what it should have been. I know it just should have been big, bigger than this by now. I know I should be, I mean, I got a line of people waiting to talk to me, but I should have a longer line, right? I should be booked out for the next two years. That's what the mind will do. And I certainly don't really believe any of what I just said. I'm using that as an example. 
you can use anything as an example. But the biggest thing is to notice that is that when we bring heavy expectations to everything, and particularly we bring these expectations to ourselves, and we all bring expectations, if we're in post-awakening, we, whoa, my God, the expectation's there. Because it's, I should be clearer than this, right? And I'm comparing, right? I'm comparing what I have with what I believe somebody else had when they were in my, at my stage. I don't, it's like I'm dreaming that there's a parallel universe, like there's a black hole that's just gonna, that, 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 that I can throw this, this down in order to receive from another black hole the better grade of this. But there's no better grade of this. There's no other grade of this. They're just this. There's not any, there's, there's, there's no more of this and there's no less. They're just this as it is. And it's perfectly adequate. Look at it. I mean, it's better than adequate, but I'm just saying, even, even if you're begrudgingly looking at this, you can see it's, 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 it's adequate. It's perfectly adequate. See, if even looked at through a um, jaded eye, I could see that I have a lot. But if I look through the true eye, the eye that tells itself the truth about what it's owed by the world, I see that I'm swimming in plenty. I really am. I'm swimming in abundance. I checked this week to see what the top, what it took, what income it took to be in the top 1% of the world's income. You know, we talk a lot about the one percenters and the 1% of the 1% and all that. I just wanted to know what it took to be in the top 1% of the world's income. And let me tell you what it takes. It takes $32,000 a year. Does that blow you away? It blew me away. If you make $32,000 a year, you are in the top 1% of the world's income. It's incredible. We have no idea what we've got. But see, we cannot complain about what we've got until we take what we've got for granted. And that's what we do. Because this is Otis, this is, this is our due. What's next? What have you done for me lately? And that's discontent, discontent. It's a, it's, it just breeds discontent. It breeds suffering. There's nothing wrong with this moment. There's nothing wrong with this as it is. There's nothing wrong anywhere at any time, I promise you that. But you can find out for yourself, don't take my word for it. <laughs> There's no point in you exchanging your opinions for mine. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Come on in. <laughs> but on a practical level, if even if we weren't talking about non-duality, we can just see that we can lower our standards and be more and be, be happier. Like I don't I have the I have the world's perfect wife. That's the truth. She's absolutely perfect. I adore her do anything for her. But I've lowered my standards because 
if I didn't lower my standards until uh, uh, back to some sort of reality, then I wouldn't even be happy with my perfect wife. I'd be chasing the extra perfect wife, the whatever perfect wife, or the, you know, the, 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 the some kind of, you know, where you take this and you amp it up. That's what I'm saying is I want an amped up world. I want it, ooh, I want it powered up, please. And I want, um, I just want things to go my way. That's all I want, isn't that right? Isn't that all you want is just things to go, to go your way? And I expect things to go my way, I'll tell you that. And then the first thing I notice is they don't. And my expectations are shot to hell and I begin to suffer amidst all this bounty and beauty. And I'm suffering because I just fantasized that, that this would be something other than it was. And we do that with awakening too. We sure do with awakening. I mean, I deal with this all the time. Most of my practice is not waking people up. Most of my practice is working with people who are already awake, who are in the clearing process. And we see through this, first you see the profound, then you go to the more subtle, and then the more subtle yet, and then the, ooh, microscopic, whatever. We just clear and clear, you know, there's, there's no graduation for it. But it always seems like that, 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 that my clarity, whatever it is, should be greater than this. This is the, the voice in the head, isn't it? That should be clearer than this. And, not, and, and, or, you know, and if I'm a seeker, I ought to be awake by now. God almighty, do I remember that? I didn't say that, but for 24 years. I'm fixing to be awake, because that's what I did. I'm fixing to be awake. I'm, I'm going to wake up any minute now. I mean, really, really soon. Just, I mean, I'm on the cusp of awakening right now. I'm right on the cusp of awakening. And I'm waiting to wake up and I'm missing my life. My life is running right past me. What's that story that, that, that a, a firing squad really is wonderful for bringing the mind to keen alertness, something like that? Because there's just alertness. There's, a, there's, there's, there's the immediate seeing of the beauty of this. This life, this world, this when I say this life, I mean the, the all of the life, not the not the Fred life. There's no Fred. So not of the Fred life, but of the life. You are life. You are life itself. You're not living your life. And if you think you're one of these, you're not living that life. You're be that life is being lived by life. If I set my expectations for life too high, and, and, and don't we always set them just like, you try to set goals just a little bit higher than what, you know, than, than maybe what you really think you could get. So that you'll really stretch to make that thing. And all the way in between, between here and that place, I'm waiting for that place. I just got this car and I'm looking for my next car already. Three years, I get a new call. That's great. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
drive this car, live this life, live this moment, pay attention to this moment. It's not just adequate, it's fabulous. Now that fabulosity exists within the greater canis. So let's bring it down a little bit. See, let's lower the bar. Because I, it, most people in expect when they wake up that they figure they're gonna have some kind of a 24 seven orgasmic experience, right? I did. And it wasn't sort of an orgasmic like experience, you know, when I, when awakening occurred two or three times, but that wasn't awakening. That was a spiritual experience that was accompanying awakening, but it got all my attention and whatever you put your attention on will expand in your experience. It's just the way it works. So I would put all my attention on the spiritual experience and never even noticed what I had been shown. And what I had been shown was that it was just one thing and I was it. That's what I'd seen, there's no Fred. That's what I'd really seen. I had not yet seen the oneness aspect so great. I could see that I, many things, but I, I don't think there was really, that was made very clear, but boy, I sure thought ooh, I was not. I saw that I was not a Fred and I saw that this was beautiful. I saw that this was perfect. And I've seen it since, Stone Cold Sober. <laughs> Not even in the midst of a spiritual, well, I can't say that. It's in the midst of a spiritual experience, but not a huge awakening. Doesn't take much. And if I really notice, if I take care to go around and look at what's here right now, wow. This moment excels. It's done better than I asked because my expectations of this moment were pretty low. I always say, you know, I didn't have any expectations. I don't carry expectations. I'm not quite true. It's, it's close to true. But, but don't think this unit doesn't have its preferences. This unit definitely got its preferences and the world is out of line. <laughs> But this moment is the one. You wait, you spend your life waiting, you spend your life waiting for when you reach the money thing, when you reach, the, when you get the perfect mate, or when you finally get famous, or you, when you finally get, you know, this or that or whatever. Oh, I can't wait, I just can't wait. Well, what the hell if you don't get it? You will have spent an entire life waiting to have another life. You will have wasted this one. You will not paid any attention to it. And that's what this is about, is it's about alertness. It's about, about paying attention. But in order to pay proper attention, we got to put our attention on attention. And that's really all we had to do. It's very simple, but man, is it hard. <laughs> Give up waiting. Don't be a waiter. Be a beer, right? What's wrong with right now? Why do I have to do any of that? I can't do anything anyway. I'm absolutely powerless. 
So why don't I just recognize that? And when I recognize I'm absolutely powerless and I'm not required to do anything, now I've lowered the bar way down because I don't have to do anything. And I don't. The Fred unit will still do what it does. The Fred unit will still get up in the morning and start to teach. And it will teach all day. And then that night it will, <laughs> it will watch a couple hours of TV or read a book. And then it gets up and does it again. That's what the Fred unit does, but not what I do. That's what I got the Fred unit for, is to do that stuff for me. Says awakeness. Says awakeness to awakeness. There's just you, but it's a lot. <laughs> I can understand the disappointment if you think you're just this, for God's sake, but you're not just this, you're this. You're all of it. You're all of it. I'll quote Nisargadatta, that I breathe in and I am everything. I breathe out and I am nothing. And between those two, my life turns. And that's exactly the way it turns for me. In Japan, they have a cherry blossom festival every year. They're cherry trees like crazy in Japan. And they have beautiful blossoms and they blossom at the same time. And then there's, you know, and there's, it's not a very long time, a couple of weeks that the blossoms are even around. And, they, and then there's a peak where they're just at their richest in a couple of days. People come from all over the world. They fix their vacations so they, they can be in Japan for the cherry blossom festival. But what makes the cherry blossom festival so such incredible? breath and breathtaking is the ephemeral nature of it. The impermanence. There were not blossoms. There are blossoms and now they're not blossoms. And that, that fabulous experiencing is only here it's only now. There's no there, there. There's no, there's no, 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 and there's no time. There's no future. There's no past. But we spend all of our time rehearsing, rehearsing the future and reliving the past, don't we? We miss this. And this is all there is. You want to wake up? Start paying attention to attention. You'll figure it out. You don't need me to explain that. That's like me, you asking me, how do you pick up a rock? You just do it. <laughs> Find your attention, locate it. It's unmissable, although it may take you some time to locate it, it did me. But find your attention and then notice that you can pay attention to that attention. What's paying attention to attention? Ooh, that's what we're here for, isn't it? To find that out. Pay attention to attention and you will find, you will find that, that, that there is only this one thing and you are it. And then if you continue to pay attention to attention, you will find that even that is not quite true. It's true enough. It's an experience. It counts. All of it counts. None of it matters. See y'all later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Love you.